Hello. Welcome. Uh, we are here. We are live. It's we the Media are... Mode Podcast. We are running. We're up and running. You know the deal. It's the Media Mode Podcast. It is August 1st, 2018. We're in August. We're in August. We hit August, everyone. We did it. We did We're it. In the We're here. Dog days of summer, I think, officially. Yep. I think you can officially start calling them the dog days in August. Um, it's uh, episode 134, we believe. We may be uh, wrong. 133, 134. 133 or 134, I don't know. It's August 1st, 2018. This is the Media Bow Podcast. Media Bow Podcast is your source. Probably one of many sources, actually. Uh, for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. You this is say. Media Bow Podcast. That's what I said. Yeah, it is what you said. It's true. Um, we've got... Quite an interesting batch of stuff to get through. Bunch of weird stuff. It uh, looks like he's gonna update here. Yes, it does. Update everything. Yep. All right. All right. So let's start where we always start. We always start with movies, and we always start movies with last weekend's box office. And boop 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 boop. boop, boop. If why you, are we in the red? We're not in the red. That's not a good sign. Uh, so. The box That's office last sign. week, we easily called number one. No surprises yes. here. It was, everything got out of the way of this thing for a reason. It was Mission Impossible Fallout, your number one movie with $61 million debut. Not bad. Yeah, not not bad. amazing. Well, actually, that is bad. amazing because that is Tom Cruise's biggest debut. Ever? Ever. Really? Yes. Not like Speed? Nope. Not like... Also, he wasn't in Speed. Yeah, he is. Isn't he in Speed? I know Keanu Reeves is also in Speed. I yeah. thought they both were in Speed. They're both in Speed. You sure? Yeah. I thought he was in Speed. Tom Cruise is not in Speed. You're in Speed. Anyways. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, with a $15 million debut, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Um, not as uh, impressive as the first one, from what I understand. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit here. And we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, coming in number three, The Equalizer 2 with $14 million. Hotel Transylvania 3 at number four with $12 million. And Teen Titans Go to the Movies rounds out your top five with another $10 million. Those are your top five movies. All right. That's, so what's coming up next weekend? Coming up this weekend, we have... Uh, the Darkest Minds. This is based off the young adult children's novel. Called The Darkest called Minds. The Darkest Minds. Okay. What is that about? Huh. You know? Wait, we are not live. Weird. Yeah, that's why I yes. we were red. Alright, so let's uh, let, let's go again here. <laughs> I don't know why we were in the red here. But we're going to go ahead and start through. But anyways, The Darkest Minds is what about is the, the, the kids uh, who have superpowers... Well, they have superpowers. In quotes. Okay. In quotes, because they can't say that they're mutants and they can't say that they're superpowers. They are <laughs> abnormal. Superhero. Yes. They, they can't say weird. superhero. They are abnormally uh, charged uh, teenagers with attitude. <laughs> That's a safe way of putting it. It's my favorite genre. I know, teenagers right? with attitude. Yeah, it's based off the young adult novel of the same name. Okay. Uh, where kids were basically eliminated via 
like a purge kind of like disease, and those who survived gained superpowers. Ooh, I see. Yeah, and OVS is being... Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we're having technical difficulties in the live stream, but yes. if you're listening to this, you don't know that. Yeah, because it's the podcast. Right? <laughs> this is the podcast. All right, uh, next up, uh, coming out this week, we have Death of a Nation. What is Death of a Nation? This is a documentary uh, basically detailing the Republican, uh, uh, what it means to be a Republican from uh, Lincoln to Trump. The grand old party, from what I understand. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is... This, the only reason this is on this list is because it says it's getting a wide release. No, okay. no mention of how many theaters it's going to actually be in. <laughs> yeah, it might be like two. But it says wide release. Okay. So, wide release across anyone who will play us or something. Pretty much. Then we also have uh, a couple more. Jeez, packed weekend, guys. Yeah. Uh, Disney's Christopher Robin, which is the live action slash CGI take on the Winnie the Pooh story. Starring Ewan Ewan McGregor. As an older As an older Ewan McGregor. Well, yes, but also as an older Christopher Robin. Like, he's not a kid in this. No. He's a straight-up adult man. Yes. Adult uh, man, Christopher Robin. Is this Disney cashing in on the Paddington stuff? A little bit. This is still also them redoing a lot of their stuff as um, new. Yeah. Part of their reboot series. Maybe. Because uh, it's been a while since Pooh Bear's been on screen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so. Since, like, 2011? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, 2011. Yeah. Well... Yeah, who knows what, uh, what, what, how, if that's any good. We'll see, I guess, next week. We'll see. It has Ewan McGregor in it, so it could be good. And then lastly, the one getting all the advertisements, uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Ah, the Mila Kunis. This uh, Mila Kunis okay. and uh, who's the other, other... The SNL girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon's in this. The uh, Ghostbuster so, girl. So yeah, uh, that, that's getting marketed up the hell out of it. Uh, so... Uh, I would guess if any of these is your number one, that's your number one. Yeah, that's because what I Because it's got the star power, and I feel like it's been a while since we've had a strong comedy number one. You Yes, but uh, currently trending right now is the Christopher Robin film oh. to beat um, really? Mission Impossible. Really? Yes. Okay, well, I guess we'll see next weekend, uh, which comes up on top. Um, I would still put my money on. Would you like to put your money on the it? comedy. No, not actual money. I said, like, theoretical money. Funny money. I'll put it, like, two Monopoly dollars <laughs> on this. <laughs> two Monopoly dollars. Uh, we're good, we're going. Oh, we're getting up and down here. Yep, down again. All right, yeah. I have no idea what yeah, OBS is We're going. Is doing. All right, All this right. is fun. All Anyways. right, let's move on then. So, uh, after uh, new releases, uh, we talk about... Movies you've seen. So you saw a couple of these movies. This yes. Uh, so you saw... Um, well, which one do you want to start first with? Do you want to start with the musical? Or do you want to start with Tom Cruise? Uh, let's... I usually start at the top of the box office when I do these things. Why not? So... Why not? Mission Impossible colon Fallout. We know colon Fallout is something else. I don't yeah, no, that. no. It's actually Mission colon <laughs> Impossible <laughs> dash... Dash Fallout? Fallout. That's stupid. No hyphens in my movie title. Stop my name. I don't believe in it. All right. Anyways, okay. So, what do you think about Mission Impossible Fallout? I thought it was a nice kind of wrap up to this recent 
trilogy of, yeah, films, of sorts. Of sorts. Yeah, with Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and this. Yeah. Um, I thought it was nice. I thought it encapsulated those three films quite nicely. Yeah. The same way Mission Possible 3 encapsulated those first three, yeah, films, first three films and, uh, quite nicely. Cool. Um, there is some wraparound into this that does bring back some familiar characters. It does... It, it's, why do they keep calling this Mission Impossible if you know he's going to succeed? <laughs> Clearly, it's not an impossible mission if he I believe wins. it's the force they're on is called the Impossible Mission Force, Yes, it's right? IMF. Right, so, yeah. so that's why I know they call it Mission Impossible. Yes. <laughs> also, they're really hard. Well, would you rather them call the mission really difficult? Like, that's what you want it to be? Mi- mission, things will go wrong, but you'll get it right at the end. Mission kind of almost deadly. Like, what do you want from them at this point? Mission Tom Cruise runs a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, weird arms forward running. Anyway, so what do you think about the actual movie? It's fine. I mean, fine seems below what I've been hearing about this thing. It seems like people are raving about this deal. Well, the set pieces are big and bolsterous, and they're very in-your-face, and that's what people are going for. People like that. And people like that. Because I know there's still, like, another half of this film, it seems like they're just <laughs> running around for no reason. And it's set up to be like, hey, look, we're shooting all over the place. They're shitting all over the place? They're shooting all that's over gross. the place. Okay. Oh, they're shooting. Tom Cruise runs all over the place. We're doing a motorcycle chase <laughs> through the city of Paris. We're uh-huh. doing a helicopter chase. Through the Alps. Well, yes. It's wait, 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 wait. Stop. A helicopter chase. Is that a helicopter chasing another helicopter? Yeah, literally a helicopter chasing another okay, helicopter. Okay, that sounds pretty rad. Yeah. Like, not gonna lie. Oh, no, it's fun. Okay. It's great. I like what I'm seeing. Is it better or worse than um, uh, 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 Ghost Protocol? Oh, um, I like Ghost Bro protocol. I love the bro protocol. <laughs> bro protocol. <laughs> yes, that, that, no, I, I personally like Ghost Protocol. Yeah. A lot more than I did Rogue Nation. Well, yeah, that seems to be the general consensus. Yeah, general consensus. General consensus. Uh, uh, so I understand that the same director who directed Rogue Nation directed this. Yes, uh, Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. Who also directed Tom Cruise in the... And in, like, every uh, Tom Jack, Cruise movie ever. The, the Jack Ryan's Never Back Down. Uh, Jack Ryan. Did, isn't he also Jack responsible Ryan. for, like, a bunch of other yeah. Tom Cruise vehicles? Uh, I think did he, he do, did American Made. Um, and uh, didn't he do... Uh, bu- 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 he, he's Tom Cruise's new best friend. Yeah, what was the other... The sci-fi, the sci-fi one? Not, uh, not Live, oh, Die, Repeat. Not Live, Die, Repeat? Uh, the one after that that no one liked. There was one after Oblivion? that? Oblivion? Oh, Oblivion. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Didn't you do that one, too? You even forgot so. about Oblivion. Is I, that the name of that movie? Yeah, that's I the name of that movie. I don't know. It seems too generic. But, yeah. Uh, so, he's yeah, he's been kind of second band for Tom Cruise right now. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be Tom Cruise's go-to guy. Is this an improvement upon Rogue Nation, then, in your, your opinion? Yeah. Uh, everything they did was bigger and better. Okay. I did... What I like about this film specifically is that I kind of figured it out halfway through what was going on, but then so did the film. Yeah. So it basically said, oh, like, instead of dragging this out for another hour and making you think this is all going to be 
la da we're still following protocol here. <laughs> that they just... What kind of protocol? What, what kind of protocol is he following? A ghost protocol. Ah, you said it! <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they basically stop the movie dead in its track and say, hey, we know you're onto this. Yeah. So are we. So we're going to take this into an open field environment of saying, okay, now everyone knows exactly what you know, what you figure it out, and we're just going to have a fun action film from here on out. Okay. And it, cool. it, it is. Right. It's a fun action film. It's a summer blockbuster. Why film. do I keep feeling there's something that's bugging you about this movie? You're you're holding back a little. I don't want to know. Where did this movie hurt you? <laughs> Where did this hurt me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're not giving yourself in to this for some reason. What? Is, what? Okay. What's better than this? Is it just Ghost Protocol is a better movie? Is that what's bugging you? No. No. What, what's bugging me in this film is that. <laughs> In the very opening act, someone gets shot. Okay. Oh, but they survive. They've done that before. I know. <laughs> okay. But it seemed like really nice if they upped the stakes with someone actually dying. But they didn't. But they don't. And if that's were... what that's what bugged me about the, this film is that, sure, the action scenes are very big, the stakes keep getting raised, but the lack of loss and the lack of me mm. caring... Okay. Like, the the fact that I can go through these films and be like, they're going to be fine. They're going to survive. I There's nothing in this film for me to ostensibly worry about. That makes sense. Uh... And, and because of that, that's why I'm like, okay, let's get this action scene over with because I know you're going to survive this. Okay. That's fair because I feel like, um, I feel like one of the things that made Ghost Protocol so great is that there was this feeling of oh man they're totally gonna botch this yeah like every like super, like weird thing that they do like somehow fails and yet they still end up pulling it out mm-hmm. like the thing on the climb on the, the building yeah. totally bails on them is like so there's not any of that here yeah there's okay. none of that they're, they're, the like I said the stakes themselves within the film's universe yeah, are, are definitely raised because you they never feel weapons. like anybody's at actual risk right right. Yeah, okay. I could understand why that would take you out of it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But uh, overall... Overall, I did like the ending. Okay. Uh, They do a really nice thing with the ending that I haven't seen in films previously, and it made me actually start caring for these characters (laughs) a little bit more. And then it went back to being a typical studio film where everyone's going to be okay because... Everyone's gonna be okay. Yeah, of course. And that irked me the wrong way. It's like you had something <laughs> good there. Wait, can someone irk you the right way? Yeah, you get irked the right way. No, I, I always assume irked is a negative thing. I don't want to get irked. No, no, no. No one wants to get irked. No, it's like Christopher Nolan irks you in the right way. I don't want Christopher Nolan to irk <laughs> me anywhere, anytime. Anyways. So, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, any last thoughts about Mission Impossible Fallout? Um, they, well, I, I like how it was a little bit self-aware where uh, Henry Cavill is like, you guys do the same things over and over again. I know what you're going to do. And literally, they do the same <laughs> things over and over again. So, yeah. he knows what they're going to do. He knows what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, the bathroom fight, uh, which <laughs> is just a bathroom fight. <laughs> Everybody was obsessed with that gift, though. I know. 
People were obsessed with that because of the trailers, and yet it wasn't even like the best fight in that film. Does Henry Cavill get beat up? Yes and no. While he's being beat up, does someone tell him that he has really, uh, really uh, backwards views on uh, on um, on how to treat women? No, <laughs> no. But I wish someone to, to rip that mustache off of him. <laughs> <laughs> Just to grab, go up there and grab it. Yeah. CG it off of him. <laughs> All right. Okay. On the patented media boat scale, what do you give uh, Mission Impossible Fallout? Is it a see it? A stream it or a pass. Ah, uh, see it. Yeah, see it's it? a good time with the films. Cool. I mean, at the films. Yeah, at the films. I love like, have a good time with the films. Okay, you have a good time with the films. <laughs> They're cinematic adventures. <laughs> Motion pictures, if you will. No, cinematic uh, adventures. Cinematic. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, so go see uh, Mission Impossible. You saw another movie though. Yes. Yes, I did. Mamma Mia. Here, Here we, we go, go again. again. <laughs> All right, tell me about... Not playing, by the way. <laughs> Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Okay, so... Have I've you seen the original Mamma Mia? The play? No, I mean the film Mamma Mia. No. You have not seen, to this day, you have not seen Mamma Mia? I know what it's about. Yes, but you went into seeing the sequel to Mamma Mia without having seen the first Mamma Mia. Yeah, but I know what it's about. Okay. Yeah, it's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a girl, and she's like, oh, which one of these three guys is my dad? Oh, wait. It doesn't matter. I love oh, my wait. mom. Oh, yep, wait. Mom. Y'all can be my dad. Oh, and also, here's all these songs by ABBA. Yeah, also ABBA's involved. So, uh, uh, from what I understand, the second one is basically more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's more ABBA. It's, um... It's the mom. It's a take on the mom as she goes through her post-college, I'm going to travel across Europe and sleep with every guy I meet. <laughs> you, you laugh, but that is literally what Who happened. Wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I mean, yeah, she travels across, she graduates college, uh-huh. travels across Europe, and finds herself in Greece where she inevitably gets knocked up and then decides to stay there. Because it's Greece and she falls in love with the countryside. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because why not? You know, when you're pregnant, you don't want to return back to your home. And you don't have to worry about, like, stuff like money, you know, or family, or... Funny enough, they do address that. Okay. Interesting. Yes. All right. Also, I do wish that the Cher cameo was saved and not ruined in the trailers. Yeah. So I feel like that would have been a, a bigger hit. Yeah, it's not a, much of a fun reveal. Yeah, it's not much of a fun reveal as when you know what's coming. I have a question and this is incre- this is incredibly relevant. Believe it or not. Okay. What is your favorite ABBA song and is it in this film? Do I have a favorite ABBA song? Everybody has a favorite ABBA song. Come on. I don't know. They do Mamma Mia in it. It Okay, is that really, though, your favorite? I can't answer this because I don't have a knowledge of ABBA. Oh. I feel like if I did, I would enjoy this film more. I don't know. Alright, what's your answer? Come on, Dancing Queen is a jam? That's in here. Isn't that Mamma Mia? No, those are two different songs. Uh, I think <laughs> they play right after each other, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> those are two very different songs. Yeah. Uh, Waterloo? That's in here. Okay. 
Fernando. That's in here. I'm just I'm I'm informing you of these ABBA classics. Oh, I'm sure they're classics. <laughs> I just don't know them. All right, but anyways. I enjoyed them within the film setting. Okay, so the musical numbers are they fun? They're fun. They're I mean when you it's not realistic in any sense of the word. <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> No, no, I demand realism from my Mamma Mia movie. Hey, this is coming off of the the great musical, The Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah, sure, that great musical. And La La Land. Uh-huh. Uh, and Whiplash. Yeah, it's Whiplash, but they're a musical. Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. That was a musical, kind of. Uh, but so, so the musical numbers are fun then. Uh, Man, Seyfried, she she okay in this? She's okay. She doesn't do a whole lot. How is Although, Cher? How is Cher? How is Cher? She's Academy Award winning Cher. I mean, yeah, we gotta say that. <laughs> Cher, um, Cher's fine. She comes in right at the very end. Yeah. I mean, they basically set up her entire thing in the beginning, but then you know it's gonna happen. So the reveal like takes away from the beginning part. Like, oh, she doesn't. She never shows anyways. <laughs> it's like, but you already know because the trailer. Yeah. She's gonna show up. She's gonna show also, up. Also, if you ever you do anything like that in a film, you know yeah. it's gonna be brought back. It's Chekhov's share. Yes. <laughs> Sheriff's gun. <laughs> they, keep, <laughs> they keep bringing her up. I don't know. Is she gonna be in this movie? I don't know. Maybe. Um, Chekhov's share. Um, <laughs> Sheriff's gun. <laughs> Uh, okay, I, I feel like I'm trying to think of more questions to ask you about Mamma Mia. Yeah, it's a fine um, film. I enjoy. Silly, I mean, okay, look at it this way. Cool. For for me, not having any like knowledge of Abba's songs or seeing the first Mamma Mia film, <laughs> uh, I I can say that me and nine other women actually have <laughs> seen the first Mamma Mia, loved it, and we all saw it. Well, there you go. News from the front. News from the front. People liked Mamma Mia. Yeah, people liked Mamma Mia. Um, yeah, well, I also liked it. Uh, I didn't see the first one. I didn't have any knowledge of Abba, but going into it blind, I still enjoyed the film. Would you enjoy it if you were actually blind? Maybe. <laughs> because you still get to hear the songs. Maybe. Uh, alright, so is this on the patented media boat scales? Is this a see it, a stream it, or a pass? Um, if you have... No qualifiers! No qualifiers? <laughs> we don't do qualifiers. It is one of the three. You have to make a yeah, call. Yeah, but it's a sequel. Make a judgment call. Um... <laughs> it's a fine time with the film. You can go see it. Go see it! Go all see right, it. two scenes in one week. Have we ever done that? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I do have one caveat about the film, All though. Right. And it comes at the very end. It's my literally my only complaint of the film. And besides what I've been saying about it so far. What is it? Okay, so uh, this is spoiler territory. So skip, skip the <laughs> if following you care minutes. about speak spoiled for Mamma Mia, for here the plot-heavy, intricate <laughs> storyline of Mamma Mia 2. All right. All right. So, uh, here's your one-minute spoiler. <laughs> Amanda Seyfried and her boyfriend named Sky, by the way, terrible name for a character, Sky. Uh, are separate, separated for six uh. weeks while she is in Greece repairing this hotel, and he is in, I assume, some big city New York type, uh, working at a hotel chain where he can learn how to run a hotel to come back okay. to her. Okay, all right. And, 
and run the hotel that she is building. My brain. Okay, go. Yes. yes. Okay, so they're apart for these six weeks. Six months, six weeks, maybe. Let's just go six weeks. <laughs> Those are very different. Yeah, let's go six weeks. It's like an internship that he's doing. Okay. So, he comes back, and then immediately, the same night, announces to everyone that she is pregnant. Oh. Mind, mind you, that they have been apart for six weeks, and she just starts realizing that she has morning sickness, like, the day he comes back. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so she says that, I'm pregnant, you're the father, and I go, bullshit, no you're not, you've been away for six weeks, you haven't seen each other. <laughs> There's clearly been a menstrual cycle between that. Are you <laughs> saying that she is creating her very own Mamma Mia scenario? Oh, that's the whole thing, is that yeah. the reason they do the right. the story of how she met is because it correlates to her, right. basically. So she is having a kid going on the to island be in her own Mamma Mia for her child. Her child will also have a Mamma Mia. That's what we call it. The third one. Mamma Mia, the yeah. next generation. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia, who's Fernando, and have the guy named, uh, have a son named Fernando. Uh, I think they call it, they go with daughter. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Oh, uh, whatever. Mamma Mia, dancing queen. Dancing queen? Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, there you it's go. All right. uh, that's the third one. Mamma Mia, dancing queen. 20, but yeah, so those six weeks. 25. Six, yeah, so those six weeks <laughs> I have an issue with, and I hope they bring it up in the third oh, one. Oh, I'm sure they If do. they do make a third that's, one. That sounds like a plot point. It sounds it's, like a plot it's like, point. like the guys just sit there like, you know, we've been away for six weeks and you're pregnant. I don't think that's how that works. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. And then she goes into how, how she was swept away by one of these three men. And the story starts all over again. Yep. <laughs> Alright. And that's Mamma Mia 3. That's Mamma Mia 3. <laughs> Alright, so that's uh, your your takes for those two movies. So Mission Impossible 5, go see it. Mamma Mia 2, go see it. Probably not at the same time. Yes. But hey, go see them back to back. That might be a fun experience in contrast. I did see them back to back. Yeah. It was a quite a, quite a contrast. Um, also, side note, um, oh, the stream is working again. Okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, anyways um, Bo Burnham's eighth grade is in theaters right now. Right. Go check it out if you can. I've been trying. I was going to do it yesterday, but MoviePass was down for me. And we'll get to that story later. We will. But if you can get to uh, see uh, eighth grade... Go check it out. It's currently at 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. What if I lived 8th grade? Oh, technically we all should have lived 8th grade. <laughs> Not everybody. Not the way I lived Not it. Not everybody. Alright, but let's get to the news. So, let's move into movie news. Da, 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 movie news theme. Our first story is about some uh, crazy rich Asians. Right. And I'm not talking about like just some random people from Asia who are crazy rich. I'm talking about... The film. A film called Crazy Rich Asians. Which is based off the book called Crazy, Crazy Rich, Rich Asians. Asians. So the film, Crazy Rich Asians, won't premiere until August 15th, but it was almost canned. Well, no, not canned. So the film's creators turned down a, quote, gigantic payday, unquote, at Netflix to ensure that the first Asian-American-focused studio film in over 25 years, which it is, uh, would be seen in theaters. Uh, by the way, uh, hint, hint. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Memoirs of a Geisha, which both were very important touchstones for uh, films released uh, with Asian 
casts yes uh, were released by Sony yes not a major studio player major studio at the time <laughs> Netflix has offered complete artistic freedom a green-lighted trilogy for the film and seven-figure payday for each stakeholder this is just for the book but that being said it was the author of the original book Kevin Kwan and the director of the film John M. Chu who made the final decision to stick with Warner Brothers instead, uh, thanking them for taking the risk and allowing them to make an all-Asian cast, which maybe Netflix wasn't going to offer. Oh, no, though. They did. Okay. They gave them artistic freedom. They said they were going to say, do right. whatever you want. But they really want this to be a theatrical release. Yes, and that's why... And Netflix was like, well, we'll put it on Netflix. Yeah, well, because <laughs> Netflix doesn't have a yeah. theatrical distribution. No. As much as they would like. Not to. yet. Not yet. At least. I'm sure that's happening sometime. Yes. But, but yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Warrior Brothers uh, sticking with this. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, pretty cool uh, that, that this is uh, being made on the terms of the people who created it, mm-hmm. uh, which is important. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice that they're able to, to not only do this, but sit to their guns. And good job for Warner Brothers for basically saying yeah go ahead we'll let you do this where uh that movie escaped the clutches of netflix one movie has now moved right into those talents oh what's the trade-off so the trade-off netflix has made a deal for the andy circus film mowgli which we've covered before formerly the jungle book not that the jungle book formerly the jungle book colon origins right Called Mowgli, uh, in its current incarnation, was going to be released by Warner Brothers, is now headed to Netflix. Uh, they've stolen it away uh, for worldwide rights. Uh, instead of an October 19th theatrical release, it will now be released globally on Netflix next year, with a theatrical 3D release also um, yes. happening. Yes, Andy Serkis purposely shot and worked with uh, 3D modelings and uh, rendering in order to make this happen so he wants to make sure that people see his film in 3D this is an Andy Serkis created inspired yeah. all encompassing film right uh, he is playing I believe Baloo in the film okay that makes sense yeah uh, speaking of uh, Mr. Circus, he's also set to direct a performance capture film with Matt Reeves's co- production company uh, for Netflix as well yes uh, they two of them worked on the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Yes. Uh, the new one. <laughs> also in Netflix news, they've acquired the rights to the uh, George Orwell novel Animal Farm. Speaking of things in 8th grade. Speaking <laughs> in 8th grade. Yeah. So uh, that will also be directed and starred Andy's Andy Circus. That's a lot of Andy Circus. mocap. Yeah. Wow. Doing a mocap. He got, he got a big payday here. I guess from, so. From Netflix. Netflix getting the Andy Circus money. All right, moving on. Good job, Netflix. A company who's uh, not uh, in the money lately uh, is, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you might be aware of this. Oh, I was totally aware of this. Movie Pass is falling on some weird times. So I noticed this happening last Thursday when I tried to go see Mission Impossible. Yes, as most people did. As most people were trying to. You probably had trouble, uh, you, the listener, probably had trouble using your Movie Pass app as the company ran out of funds last week (laughs) and had to take an emergency loan of $2 billion, which, don't worry, it's since repaid. However, this past weekend... Yes, that's what I'm worrying about. Yeah, right. I'm worried about the giant corporation (laughs) losing money. 
Well, uh, well they're allowing me to see films, so maybe I'll care on some. He some cared point. some sort of way. Uh, <laughs> so plan. yeah, the surging effect took uh, a surging took effect on the on the app, resulted in the area seeing as high as six dollars. I don't know if you mean six dollars or six million dollars. No, that's six dollars. Okay, it's six dollars. Why is there an M? <laughs> no, okay, to see a the, film over the weekend. Well, because you're already paying ten dollars for a movie pass. This would be yeah. an additional six dollars to see the Got film. Got it. That's what you mean by that. Okay, yes. I was very confused. Yes, uh, I noticed <laughs> that it was surging for the entire weekend. Yeah. Not only Thursday night, but all of Friday, all of Saturday, and surprisingly, all of Sunday. Yes, that includes those afternoon showings. So yeah, surging in this case means price surging. Basically, adding a premium price to the existing ticket price. Yes, but that wasn't just for like new films. That was for across Everything. all films. The company has also started excluding certain films from its offering, including the aforementioned Mission Impossible Fallout, but reassured people that future films like Disney's Christopher Robin uh, would not be available. So now they're at least getting ahead of things and being like, no, these bigger releases will not be on the app. Yeah, uh, they already said Christopher Robin will, uh, upcoming will not be available. Uh, they said another film. I forget which one it was, though, but it's like two uh, later. This it's probably, if I had to guess. I, I want to say it is... Da, da, da. Uh, da, da, the Happy Time Murders? No. <laughs> Maybe Meg? not this month. The Meg. Maybe the Meg. <laughs> the Meg. Maybe it was the Meg. You'll get, get their Mega Shark on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, they said that they'll inform customers if they won't have an offering, or, as they said uh, in the email I sent out, just continually check the app because they will have. Mm-hmm. Just because if you go on, um, like, Fandango and check the show times, MoviePass may not offer that same show time. Yeah. So. Check movie pass out before you go to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe try that first. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah. It won't be available at all or just opening weekend? At all. You guys at are still all. Yes. They're basically blacklisting certain movies. Yeah, they're blacklisting certain films. We are also having internet troubles, it seems. Yeah, sorry. Um, For those streaming. of you watching the stream, yeah, hang in there. Uh, we're going in and out. I'm not sure why. Also uh, some in and out. Ooh. Yeah, it did. We already ate dinner. I mean, yeah, we ate. What am I talking about? Anyways, uh, so in case you're wondering, if you're in case you're a shareholder in MoviePass, uh, well, the company has also seen a stock drop to just eight cents a share. So it could lose its place on the New York Stock Exchange if it stays below one dollar for thirty days. Yes, it, uh, it's currently up to twenty-five cents. Oh, that's but it still great. has a seventy-five cents to climb. Yeah. So uh, yeah, MoviePass. Uh, Turns out, um, I think uh, one tweet I saw this week uh, summed it up pretty well. Uh, one guy was like, basically saying, "Is like, hey, I'm gonna start a company that's gonna sell ten dollar bills for six dollars, <laughs> and convince everyone. How are you gonna make money?" And then me, volume. That's not how that works. <laughs> not how that works. No, MoviePass makes money by selling the data it right. collects. But if nobody wants that data, right. and if they don't have a value point right at that data. It's technically hemorrhaging zero money. data. You're <laughs> constantly hemorrhaging money if you don't have any other thing you're selling. Yeah. So, yeah. Not great, uh, but uh, hang in there, MoviePass owners. I am. Yeah. Oh, you I are. am. You're hanging in there. All right. Next up, we have what might be maybe the last of this story, but probably not. Probably not, but this may also be our 
film, maybe tea. Story of the so, year. Story of the year. <laughs> potentially. I mean, we're calling it early. It's only August. Yeah. Um, it is August, but yeah. It but is yes, August. finally, shareholders for both Disney and Fox voted on Friday to approve the $71.3 billion acquisition of Fox's film and TV assets. Uh, so this, if you want the breakdown again, this includes the Marvel properties of X-Men and Fantastic Four, yep. the film rights to make films right. based on those properties. Uh, the Fox-owned cable and international television businesses, which include not the Fox network, but the Fox cable stations like FX, mm-hmm. like FXX, FXM. like FXM, like, uh, I don't know, what else? Anything else? What else do they own? Fox, Fox uh, not, uh, not Fox Sports. TCM, right? Uh, no, that's Turner. That's Turner. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably some other rooms, but yeah, the Fox, the FX properties are there right. now. But yeah, again, not Fox Broadcasting Company or Fox Sports or Fox News. Right, but this does include The Simpsons as well. It does. This because, does include uh, Star Wars, the, the streaming rights to Star Wars. Right. The first uh, movie. The first movie. Uh, yeah, because originally distribution rights for the first movie were Was, in. Uh, were, for, Owned by Fox for in perpetuity, right. uh, according to the original contract. That is no longer under this new uh, purchase. It would, everything um, Star Wars related would finally be under the same house. Yep. Um, uh, speaking of movies, the entire film catalog of Fox will be theirs, including Avatar franchise, the Avatar franchise that they've already uh, used in their theme parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Planet of the Apes franchise will now be theirs. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's all sorts of um, of strange. Strange, Strange stuff that's going to be considered this. Disney now. <laughs> so you, in, cl- in case you're wondering about regulations, so we already reported a couple weeks ago the U.S. Department of Justice has already partially approved the acquisition, uh, but it must now go through international courts for the final round of approvals. Right. So because uh, global both, assets are involved. Right. Because both companies deal in distribution on a global scale, yeah. they have to get approved by Not everywhere just else. nationally, it has to go internationally. Right. So, should those be denied... Which is unlikely at this stage of yeah. this kind of thing. I was playing devil's advocate. Should they get denied... <laughs> the devil needs no advocate. <laughs> Disney would still retain the domestic rights, yeah. whereas all the international rights would yeah. go to Fox. Eh, still unlikely, though. Still unlikely, though. So, yeah, for all intents and purposes, this is done. Yeah. Uh, so uh, look forward to uh, Homer Simpson walking around California Adventure in five years. No, that'll never happen. That, that won't happen. However, it does make the theme park rights interesting, though, because Universal so, went deep into the Simpsons stuff. Yes. It makes me wonder when that will end or if that will end or whether Disney will let them like borrow the characters for a while. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. All right. Uh, so that is it for movie news, which means we get to move on to sports. Did you watch anything? Oh, movies? No. Yeah. No? I have not seen a movie. Alright. Um, I mean, I watched Moana again. Watched Moana again. You know, uh, the the best movie of 2016, according to one media (laughs) boat podcast. podcast. (laughs) Uh, but yes, uh, moving into television. First up in television, of course, is sports, our sports corner. First up, we have a report from the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Major League Baseball? Here are your entrants into this year's Hall of Fame for baseball. We have Chipper Jones. Uh, yes, from the Braves. Alan Trammell. 
Trevor Hoffman, Vladimir Guerrero. Vladdy Daddy. I remember him. Yep. Jim Thorne and Jack Morris. Uh, for the, we also had the Hall of Fame for the NFL. Uh, that is tomorrow, actually. Football is happening tomorrow. Yes, for the first the game of the NFL is finally here. Cue theme music. So are these people? The, these people on this list are people who are playing in this game. No, no, no. These are these are entrants into the Hall of Fame. These are being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Right, Terrell Owens. Yes, the T.O. himself. Yes, T.O. himself. Brian Dawkins. Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Bobby Beathard, 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 <laughs> Robert Brazil, 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 Brazil. It's it's an S sound. God. <laughs> Jerry Kramer <laughs> and Randy Moss. Yes, uh, the some two familiar names, some unfamiliar names. Yes, uh, two the two teams playing in the Hall of Fame game will be the Ravens via Ray Lewis. Yeah, and. The Bears. The Bears. Via Erlacher. Because yep. there's always a nice struggle when those two defensive um, yeah. monsters faced off against each right. other. <laughs> monsters. That's why I'm saying they're calling them defensive monsters because yeah. they they literally were like the not the bad boys of the of the NFL, but like but yeah, they, they, had they, a they were the anchors of those defenses. They definitely had a reputation. Oh yeah. Um so that's, yeah. Putting it, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Hey, did my dad ever tell you his Brian Urlacher story? No, your father has never told me his quote Brian Urlacher story unquote. Did he meet him or something? Yeah, he went to um, Vegas. Met, met in Vegas, just randomly, yeah. just like gambling. Yeah. No, he's, I think he was. Was in your a dad club. like, "Hey, you're Brian Urlacher"? No, no, no he was in a club, uh, and uh, he's talking. Dad was in the club. Yeah, he was in this club, right. and then he was talking with this guy next to him. He's like, "Oh, I was." Uh, oh, he's oh. You know, he was playing with him at the table, and then he was getting ready to go, and the guy tells him, hey, I'm going to the, to the new club, you want to come? He's like, okay. So he goes with him to the club, sits down, <laughs> and he gets walked into the VIP section, and sits yeah. down there, and just hangs out. Yeah. And then Brian Airlocker is there, <laughs> hanging out with him, and then he gets up and, and leaves, and then the guy comes to pick up, and the buster goes up to him and asks, uh, you guys done here? He's like, oh, I don't know. It was that guy. He's like, who? Brian Urlacher? <laughs> like, yep. Yep, Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher. Who knew? That's a Brian Urlacher story. That's it? Yeah. Well, okay. And that's something you guys see my dad asking about the Brian Urlacher story. I am not going to do that. But <laughs> uh, it's really awkward. Yeah. All right. That's it for uh, the the uh, Hall of Fame for the football. But we also have a couple of uh, good feeling stories yes. here. Yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah. one so good whenever... feeling story and one bad feeling story. Yeah. So whenever uh, my we met people, they said they were Bears fans. Yeah. My dad always told me a Brian Urlacher story. But this week, though, we heard a story from none other than LeBron James. Oh yes, the King himself, Mister Laker. LeBron James well, no, Mr. Laker has... is Jerry West. But. Yeah, Mr. Laker is his body. Uh, no. no, no, no. Mr. Laker is Jerry West. This is, he is actually Mr. Laker. <laughs> well, I guess Laker. now it's transferred to uh, Magic Johnson. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he's <laughs> like, Mr. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. So LeBron James has been in the news this week for not something basketball related, at least not directly, right. uh, but for something that, uh, some goodwill that he's doing for his community. Not, not with goodwill. Not with goodwill. Just Presenting some good. So, good guy LeBron James is has decided that he wants to make a school, not just any school, not just any school, a really 
innovative kind of school. The school of the future. The school of the future, potentially. So, do you want to rattle off the features at this school? No. You don't? Well, I don't. <laughs> I just want to go through this real quick. Oh, I was going to say, because there's a lot of cool stuff going on yeah. here. Oh, go ahead if you want So to. basically, it's free tuition. You don't have to pay to go to the school. Yes. Uh, you get... Uh, you get um, uh, uh, you get two free the kids get two free meals yeah a breakfast and a lunch they get fed and a snack they get a free they get fed. bike and helmet to yes. get to the free school bike. and back yes and the piece de resistance on top of all this is basically he will pay for their entrance into the university of what is it their choosing yeah of of their choosing it I just guess? says. It just says for college. Yeah, it'll pay their college tuition. If they tuition. successfully graduate, right? One, they have to graduate, and two, they have to be admitted to a school. So, key thing about this: this school's not anywhere. It's specifically in Akron, Ohio. Yes, just in Akron, Ohio. So this is something that he wants to build for basically his hometown. Yes, he, as everyone knows, yes. he grew up in Akron, yes. Ohio. Ohio born and raised. So, uh, Good old LeBron. So yeah, uh, this is kind of his giving back to his community, which is a really, really cool thing. Uh, so that could be potentially really awesome. Um, it's a good... Uh, you expressed some concerns this morning about people moving to Ohio to take advantage of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily going to be a problem. I don't know. Do you know how cheap houses are in Ohio? Uh, actually, yes, 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 you do. Yes, I do, actually. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Compared to out here, but I don't think that that's it, actually going to be a problem. I don't know. I mean, if it starts to become a problem, I'm sure LeBron will. LeBron will address it. Will address it. But anyways, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it's it's cool to see somebody using their their fame and their uh, their money to do something important. Yes, and I think that's pretty cool. All right, let's move on. Oh, there's just one last story in sports. Yes, let's move on to kind of a downer here. The head coach of the Ohio State. Yes, the Ohio State, which is actually, I looked this up, it's yeah. actually in their name. Oh my god. Yes, uh, when the university was first founded. You have to say that every time. They, they, they changed it to saying the Ohio, the Ohio State. State. Yes. So yes, the head coach of the Ohio State, Urban Meyer, has now been placed on administrative leave as the school investigates allegations of domestic abuse by a former assistant coach. Under his watch. So he did not perform the domestic d- abuse. This no. is basically, you didn't tell us uh, right. about this happening. This was it happened in 2014? Okay. 2014 or 2016. Something that he should have known about. Right. Should have been aware about and didn't do anything about. Yes. Okay. Uh, the coach was recently just let go like a week ago. And now this. Yeah. Is uh, coming into the light. Fun. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the? Do you know whether they have like an interim coach coming in, or do they have? I don't like, know, but they're in the middle of like two a days and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it's bad time. Football season's sure. coming up quickly. Yeah. Um, this is all up to the university if they want to do anything. Yeah. Well, first they have to determine if the coach knew anything and if he took any actions towards it. Right. Because clearly he was still on the staff since. I mean, literally up to last week. Yikes, yeah. Um, and so it's up to the university if they want to do anything, if they just want to say, 
we found nothing. We hired an independent investigator. This is going through also like the newspapers too. Uh, so, Erwin Meyer may be out of the job. Yeah, maybe. Just as the new season starts. Just as the new season starts. Bad yeah. timing. Yeah, well, considering that uh, the University of Ohio yeah. is always like a top contender in terms of like BCS, not longer BCS rankings, but the, the playoff rankings and stuff like that. All right, well, that's it for sports, unless you have anything, any other wrap-up sports stories. Um, no. Aaron Judge is officially on the DL now. Oh, man. Yep, sucks to be a... He's on the down low. Yeah, <laughs> he's, on, <laughs> he's on the disabled list. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so here goes the judge. Yep, and Cole Calhoun has found his sling. He's looking like the player he once was, Good. but he built himself such a hole that even though he's hit, like... Two hit, he's had like two hit games since like the past month. He's still batting just over two hundred because he was in such a hole from it. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, other than that, no. Um, training camp has begun for all NFL teams, so that means you know what that means, right? What? Hard Knocks is coming back. Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. What is team are they back. doing this year? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa okay. Bay. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that probably next Sunday as they do the, their first week of training camp. Training camp. Cool. All yeah. right. Great. All right. I'm sure we'll talk about that next week uh, in television news. And speaking of television news, it's time for television news. All right. It's, and we're going to start at the top with Channel 2. Yeah, we always start, well, I mean, locally here. Yes, in locally. the LA market <laughs> is Channel 2. Who knows where it is in your local market, But CBS. Listener. Uh, but yeah, CBS got shook this week as the man on the top might be toppling down. What? Les Moonves, not Moonvest, uh, the guy from that one episode <laughs> of 30 Rock. Yes. Uh, but Les Moonves... It's one of my favorite bits from that show. Moonvest? Yeah, it's like, go go, go find Les Moonves. He goes, finds just a dude with the Moonvest. Moon <laughs> Anyways, uh, Los Angeles prosecutors have declined to pursue sexual abuse claims uh, that were uh, shot at high-powered CBS CEO Les Moonves because the statute of limitations, that wonderful chestnut, yep. has expired. Mm. He has exited the commission on eliminating sexual harassment and advancing equality in the workplace. Hmm, wonder if that's coincidence. Which is headed up by none other than the Anita Hill. Yes. Uh, who has recently uh, been doing the, the uh, late night circuit. Yes. Uh, she, she was on Colbert last week? Yes, she was on Colbert. Uh, she was spotlighted on last week tonight with John yeah. Oliver this yeah. past week. Um, they're currently... She's currently doing this uh, entire like SEC investigation as well yeah and basically speaking out to hey you guys are in these high power situations and it feels terrible yeah uh, putting it lightly so yeah uh, power um, the, using this, that power using sto- that power yes hence less moonves <laughs> <laughs> this story does not specifically uh, say uh, where these accusations came from but if it is a statute of limitations issue this probably was a while back uh, but regardless, um, it does kind of it make some sense considering the kind of power Les Moonves has been in 
mm-hmm. uh, for so long. Um, uh, it wouldn't be surprise me if he had taken advantage of that power at least uh, at least once in his career, uh, maybe more. It'll be interesting to see what happens out of this. Whether there's more accusations where they force an actual investigation. Uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how far further this could possibly go if there are more people that come out against Moonves. But we'll see. Well, I mean, they could come out, but statute of limitations. Yeah, if that... Well, it depends on when those cases occurred for the statute of limitations to matter. Right. Also, as we reported uh, um, last week or a couple of weeks ago, there are uh, laws uh, being changed uh, currently involving statute of limitations on sexual assault cases. Mm-hmm. So that could also uh, differ in the near future. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of uh, moving parts in that story, but we'll keep you guys updated yep. when more happens. Moving on. Uh, next up, PBS. A little nicer story here about something we've talked about before. The station will air the acclaimed documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which you uh, saw and spoke about. And I liked the podcast. it. And spoke highly about it. Yeah. Go see it. They will be airing it as part of their Independent Lens Showcase. The CEO of PBS, Paula Kerger, said that they are constantly refining its children's programming to make sure it's entertaining but also helps prepare kids to enter school prepared to learn. This year happens to be the 50th anniversary of the Mr. Rogers TV debut. And PBS was, of course, the longtime home of the show. Uh, no air date for the film has been announced quite yet, uh, but we'll see. Uh, but while reading this up, uh, I made the connection, probably a little too late, though, yeah. that the uh, animated children's show Daniel the Tiger, which aired on PBS is literally based off the Day of the Tiger <laughs> puppet from yeah. Mr. Roger's Neighborhood. That, 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 that makes sense, <laughs> turns out. I didn't realize that till I was reading like, oh yeah, they do Day of the Tiger. I was like, oh, wait, that's the same one. Oh my god, they made it to an animated show. <laughs> so yeah, uh, PBS still holding that, um, that, that brand, the Mr. Roger's brand, strong. Yep. All right. Moving on to, uh, from PBS to um, a different kind of television, cable television. Uh, specifically up in New York. Uh, in New York. This is kind of a weird story. Not something we always uh, uh, talk about, but I thought this was kind of, you thought this was interesting and I, I gave was, you the go ahead. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so yeah. it looks like uh, the New York Public Service Commission is uh, having, having a kerfuffle with their cable providers. Uh, Charter Communications is, has been given 60 days to come up with an exit plan, while the state seeks a new service provider for their um, for their citizens. for their area. Uh, they also fined the company three million dollars and said it must provide uninterrupted service during the transition. The state is alleging that the company reneged on commitments and has failed to properly serve. Reneged. 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 reneged? That reneged. sounds wrong. Yeah. Sounds wrong, but I think Neg, right. and then reneged. It's weird. Reneged, yeah. reneged. Uh, <laughs> turn me up. Yeah. Uh, uh, commitments has failed to properly serve customers, which started back in 2016 when Charter merged with Time Warner Cable to create Spectrum, or what's currently known as Spectrum. Currently known as Spectrum. In the complaint, the company missed deadlines for improving internet speeds and has not delivered on high-speed internet service to rural communities. Now, this could be potentially important. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a setting precedent that local governments can just be, be basically like, nah. State, state, state governments. Or 
That's local. Well, I thought it meant local. Compared to city. national. Yeah, localized. Like yeah. yeah. A government can basically get, like intervene in a utility, a which cable is at this point. Yes. And be like, hey, you guys are failing very basic things that you should be providing to our citizens. Thus, get out. We're replacing you with a company that can. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool. And the fact that this is taking place in New York, which is a high-powered state in terms of mm-hmm. like representation, it's a big, market. big market. It's a huge market. Yeah. I believe it is the biggest. Uh, probably per capita. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that the New York market is the biggest. Um, and uh, we're in second uh, biggest here in L.A. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's huge. Uh, this could be a really good precedent. I hope other uh, local governments take, uh, take watch. Right. This is also a warning shot, basically, to everyone else in the uh, cable industry. Like, hey... We can we can cut ties and we will if you don't live up to your end of the bargains. Yeah, we set these deals, you know, and you have to live up to them. They're not afraid to to, to take it to the big business, <laughs> fight the power with the man. The man have the man, the, the man fight the man. The man's fight the man. I'm confused. <laughs> Who are we rooting for in this situation? Yeah, no, everyone loses. <laughs> Wait, whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our very last story in television here, which is in our, our favorite of the week. Yes. Potentially uh, earth-shattering for us. Jeopardy's own Alex Trebek has basically announced his retirement. We all knew it was happening. We all knew it was a given within the next few years, but now it's semi-confirmed. He still says a 50-50 chance, but given... Odds that, yeah, he's probably given the fact that he'll be 80 by the time his contract is up. So, in 2020, uh, Alex Trebek looks like he will be hanging up the ties, hanging up the uh, the mustache, (laughs) having someone else answers, Uh, get some give somebody else the chance to uh, give some answers, and will be leaving the television show that he has hosted since 1984. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he himself has suggested some replacements. He has named uh, Alex Foss. 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 Alex Foss. Alex Foss. Of the, the LA, LA Kings? Kings. Yeah, the LA Kings play-by-play announcer. Sure, I guess he likes his voice or something. Yeah. And uh, Laura Coates of what you have put as the CNN. <laughs> the C- of the, of the of CNN. The yeah, the LA Kings and of the CNN. Of the CNN. <laughs> yes, um, uh, she's an African American former lawyer. Yeah. Uh, who's been making the rounds on CNN? Interesting choices. Recently, interesting choices because I feel like these are they're, not obvious. Yeah, no, the, yeah. One, they're not a celebrity, and two, they're they come from very different backgrounds. Right. Uh, However, Alex Frost was a former hockey player. I think he is yeah. Canadian, so that's yeah, also maybe why. that's why. Yeah, that's why. Uh, but he also just finished his first year as the LA Kings play-by-play announcer. Okay, uh, but. We've also been kind of talking our, uh, on our own about well, who we want to see as a replacement. Uh, who's your dream pick? My your dream, dream pick? pick for I could for pick anyone? Jeopardy host. Oh, Ken Jennings. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean that's Ken the Jennings. obvious pick. I yes. feel like I feel like most people would be like, all right, Ken Jennings. It has to be Ken Jennings. Yeah, so just put Ken Jennings in there. Right, but but uh, in lieu of Ken Jennings, in lieu of Ken Jennings, who else would? Uh, well, Dan Patrick has been doing the Sports Jeopardy. Right. And he's been doing a fine job over there. I don't know if they'll bring him over, but he is still within that Sony brand under the Crackle uh, deal. 
or his deal with Crackle and Sports Jeopardy. Yeah. Um. You know what I want? It may not be a conventional choice, but Chris Bergman. Boomer from sure. ESPN. Yeah, I could see it. I could see him. I mean, I don't know if you'd want to get somebody who's already kind of old, though. Yeah. That's the I think you'd want some young blood, the, so that way they can also host for thirty years. Yeah, plus. probably. So I don't know. What about? I don't know, but if he's hosting for thirty years and Alex is turning eighty, that means he was fifty. Fifty. Yeah, you're you're right. So. So he's not a young. I stand by. Here. I want to see Aisha Tyler. Yeah. I, I I would like to see her host a host Jeopardy. I mean, she has hosting she's ability. She's hosted stuff before. Yeah, she's like good at Ubisoft it. events. She's hosted stuff and she's good at it. So I'm yeah. like, that. that's an easy pick for me. It's fine. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the transition, though. Yeah. From old white man to young black female. It'd be interesting. Uh, but yeah, so that'll happen in 2020. So uh, no news until then. I'm yeah. Sure if it gets confirmed for reals, we'll, we'll tell you. Right. Uh, Alex has... Al- uh, Alex Trebek has been in and out of the hospital these past couple of years. Yeah, but nothing for nothing super serious. It was right. just been like little things. Uh, but yeah, he is getting older, so who knows uh, uh, how that's going to affect the next couple of years. But uh, but yeah, I think that if he does make some sort of announcement, right now the show is on a summer break, so maybe when it comes back for the next proper season, maybe he'll say something. Yeah, maybe, because... The, well, they also have to go out and film their travel clues for... Yeah. The upcoming Caesar season. Uh, who would I want? Who would you want to be there to host? I mean, I said my pick. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ken Jennings would work, I guess. I'd be okay with it. You get Buzzy back there? Buzzy! <laughs> Forgot about Buzzy. It was like always 1956 when he's in the room. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We've been talking about this too long. Uh, so that's it for television news. Do we have any thoughts about Tank TV that's been going um, on this week? So, I started watching My Hero Academia. That is an anime. That is an anime. Uh, I tried watching this about three or four months ago. I watched the first two episodes and was like, eh. There's <laughs> a lot of lore they're throwing at me right now. Maybe yeah. this isn't for me. So I kind of backed away. So then I've just... Like, literally the other night, decided to put it on because I didn't want to watch another episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Not that it's a bad show. It's just you've been nothing, just watching, nothing been watching nothing Nine-Nine. but Because we're in the middle of a dull season. Yeah, it's a summer. A summer lull. So I've been watching nothing but Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I just finished four seasons in, like, three, two weeks. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to watch something other than this. And so I decided to go back and give it a shot and watch the next two episodes. And... It started picking up because to me it feels like this was meant to be like a two-hour film introduction to get space lines before it started episode five, which felt more of a pilot than the pilot did because <laughs> it was in the school, the academia school. It was literally introducing all of the characters with all their quirks and all their talents and likes and dislikes. And basically, academia that school mesh, seems like that's redundant. It is. Okay. Well, it's my hero academia. <laughs> so, they're in high school. Yes. It's their version of high school. It's superhero high school. Yeah. So, I feel like... Which is, I feel like, what that would be the... You, that would be the American name of it, if it was an American show. It would just be... They just straight up call it superhero high school. Superheroes. Superheroes. Superhero high. Yeah, or something like that. 
Super high. Super high. <laughs> Call it super high. There you had that. That was called sky high. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was a thing. That All was right. a thing. But yeah, that's basic. So basically, it felt like if I was watching this, just watch the first four episodes, get the lore base, and then you, pro- and then just start with episode five. And I feel like it's being picked up, and I'm actually starting to enjoy it more. And I'm probably gonna finish it because if I've been reading things on the internet correctly, season three of that thing should be happening soon. But yeah, that's what my summer's been consisting of. How about you? Nothing. <laughs> I've been watching a lot. Well, I'm still watching Riverdale. Okay. I'm still in the middle of season two of Riverdale. Uh, season three premieres in October, so I got some time. Oh, you're yeah. only three seasons? Oh, so you're getting it kind of early. Yeah, it's a, it only gone on for two seasons so far. Okay. Uh, but yeah, um, that is it then for television. Let's move into... Cancellations. Cancellations and renewals. Do, 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 do. First up... Uh, First up is actually neither a cancellation nor a renewal. Uh, there will be a uh, anthology. Uh, oh, this is a redesignation. Yeah. So. So the anthology that was going to be called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is from the Coen Brothers, and it was going to debut on Netflix. Well, it's a film now. Uh, gone is the anthology label. They're just putting this out as a movie. Yes, yeah, so this was going to be a six-part, thirty-minute western anthology that they're just going to basically turn into a two and a half hour film yeah uh but still going to be on netflix though right yeah still on netflix also in cancellations and renewals first up well actually no still not uh the (laughs) next one is also uh a film of a older television show if you were a fan of the film or the, the series deadwood there is a 2019 HBO film set for that spring, based on the series. Yes, uh, will be set. Uh, will be set in Deadwood, shown on HBO. Uh, no one thought this was actually going to happen. Yeah, everyone thought Deadwood was dead. Well, now it's happening. And now we got this. It's happening. It's Deadwood happening. film. Don't know what story they're going to tell, but it's going to happen. Yes, we'll find out. All right, uh, in actual cancellations and renewals, first up, The Rundown with Robin Thede, canceled after one season on BET. And that's The Rundown. Uh, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. The, the Affair will end after its fifth season on Showtime. <laughs> the Affair will end. <laughs> the Affair will end. Altered Carbon on Netflix will get a second season. Yes. Uh, no, I feel season? like it, the first season was kind of lukewarm. Yes. Uh, well, second season will start... Anthony Mackie in the lead role. And I like Anthony Mackie as an actor. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sneaky Pete, which always makes me laugh. Sneaky Pete? Can't even say it correctly. We'll get a third season on on Amazon. Uh, Better Call Saul. We had a fifth season on AMC. Just keeps trucking. Yep. Fear of the Walking Dead. We'll get a fifth season as well on AMC. Mick Mafia will get a second season on AMC. <laughs> Mick Mafia. Delicious. That's what I order every time. You just get a Mick Mafia. Mick Mafia. Uh, timeless. Not quite done yet. We reported so that So we thought this, though, it was dead. Then they brought they it brought back. They brought it back. And then now it died again. again. Well, now it's kind of halfway back. It will have a two-part finale that will air later this year on NBC, and that will be the end of time. So I think that's basically what their movie is going to be when they brought it back, is that instead of just doing a one-time film, there's just going to be, all right, we're just going to split it up into two, yeah. two hours for you to put it on there, because 
We be content. Hey, you something. Yeah. And uh, lastly, in uh, cancellation renewals, we actually have an announcement uh, of a new series by Stephen Moffat, uh, the guy who uh, was responsible for a lot of modern episodes of Doctor Who and Sherlock. Um, making a series based on the time traveler's wife. Uh, not the film, the book. The book. Uh, so yeah, this will be an adaptation of that uh, book. Uh, yeah, uh, no other news about that. That seems. Did you watch the? Fine. Did, you, did you watch the film? I've not seen the film. Okay, it's about a time traveler and his wife. You don't say. You don't say. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's that. Uh, moving out. That's it for television then. Yes. Moving into uh, music. No deaths. No deaths. No deaths. We have week. no deaths this week. No deaths to report on. So let's go into. Ooh, I have a, a system update on the phone Some again. billboard. It's time for the billboard charts. This week in the Hot 100, which is, is it your still Drake? Start. It has to be Guess Drake, what? right? It is still Drake. In My Feelings by Drake is still your number one single. Mm-hmm. Number two, I Like It by Cardi B. Yeah, number do. three, Girls Like You by Maroon 5. Number four, Fifi by 6 9 Nice. No, not nice. <laughs> and rounding out your top five in the singles is Better Now by Post Malone. Moving on to your... Oh, no Tentacoin. No Tentacoin. Bill, uh, Billboard 200, which is your album chart. Number one album is still Scorpion by Drake. Number two, Beer Box of Bentley's by Post Malone. Number three, The Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again, soundtrack. What? Yes. Seriously? It's number three on the Billboard charts this week. Uh, number four... Could you just put ABBA? <laughs> number, number four here is your question mark by XXXTentacoin. Um, number five is Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. That is it. I hope wherever hey, you that... are, Cardi B, you are enjoying your unlimited chips and guac. She's going... With <laughs> <laughs> that, too. <laughs> Skirt. Skirt. Skirting. Is that what it's called? Skirt. That's what Skirt. that's Skirt. called? That's but something she's else. Going... Yeah, that's different. That's like a <laughs> trill thing that she yeah. does. I don't know. I can't do either of them. Um, <laughs> moving on to new releases... This Friday, this is what you have to look forward to. You have Amanda Shires with To the Sunset. Gulp with All Good Wishes. Gulp. Gulp. Houndmouth with Golden Age. Jim Lauderdale with Time Flies. Lucero with Among the Ghosts. Mac Miller with Swimming. Shemekia Copeland? Shemekia Copeland? Shemekia? Shemekia? With America's Child. The Love Language with Baby Grand, Travis Scott with Astro World, and Trophy Eyes with The American Dream. Sure is. And those are all sorts of things that I've never heard of. <laughs> uh, moving on to music news. Our first story is about Ireland. Yeah, let's travel across the pond. That's not what that means, but all right. Totally is. Up in Ireland, they are having legislation passed that bans reselling tickets for more than face value. Sound familiar? And bans bot software used to buy greater numbers of tickets than permitted per purchaser by event organizers. This will apply to events that take permit uh, take place at designated venues that hold 1,000 or more seats. Uh, this is in just in time for the Euro 2020 champions. Uh, championships where Dublin is set to host three group games and one round of 16 games. I like how that you is soccer. fit in a bit of sports there. Yes. Uh, but it does involve 
uh, venues that are used for musical events as well. So, right. yeah, crack it down on uh, ticket scalpers and bots. And I actually like this. Yeah. Um, it does kind of limit on companies making a profit, though, technically. But it also yeah. prevents it from getting abnormously right. huge. Getting uh, out of the ordinary in numbers. Yeah, of buying $50 face values to sell for $300 tickets. Yeah. So, yeah, good job on cracking down. I, I like this ruling. Uh, it's going to suck for companies. But, yeah. hey, you'll make your money yeah. somewhere else with fees. I'm sure those fees, fees. will be astronomical. Oh, I bet. All right, let's move on to somebody who probably has not performed in Ireland in the last 10 years, 50 Cent. So we've read a recent story about 50 Cent. So, uh, And this is kind of a follow-up to this it. This is kind of a follow-up to it. So yeah, 50 Cent has now been hit with a $3 million defamation lawsuit by the website HipHopDX.com. So what is HipHopDX.com? It's a small website that you shouldn't have heard of. Yeah. But... Because of 50 Cent, now you do. <laughs> now you know. So he's it's uh, the Streisand effect. So they're, su- they're uh, 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 suing uh, 50 Cent because uh, 50 Cent branded them as, quote, fake news, unquote. Well, not in so many words. We'll get to those so many words in a second. But How many words was in it? In late June 2018, it exposed as false certain public statements made by 50 Cent. Uh, for example, that he claimed to have sold the rights to a three-word catchphrase for... A million dollars. It sounds unlikely at its face. Uh, The website says they reported truthfully. And as a result, 50 Cent retaliated against them by falsely publishing to his millions of uh, social media followers that they were wrong and labeled their outlet as, quote, a bogus news outlet that does not check its facts, unquote. Hip Hop DX goes after th- 50. Uh, this is weird editorializing, so I'm going to skip it. Yeah, uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they, they now uh, they responded. The website responded saying at some point uh, false attacks by celebrities and public figures on journalists and media companies, branding them as quote fake news, have become a powerful weapon for uh, companies, brand, or sorry, a powerful weapon for pulling readers away from otherwise respected sources. So basically, the website's like, nah, man, he just wants to get attention. We're telling the truth here. We're just doing honest-to-God reporting. It's it's 50 Cent wanting to kill a story by labeling yeah. it as fake news, so people will ignore it right. when it is, in fact, something that actually happened. But yeah, the site is right uh, by saying that, yeah, this is a common tactic now used by people in power that don't want their right. dirty laundry being aired. Not only that, but they have sources to back this up because right. they are a... I guess you could call them a credible news source. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they show their research and if they do their job yeah. correctly, then yeah, they should have the, the proof that what they're reporting is accurate. Right, and that's why 50 Cent is being sued. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. we're not necessarily saying that you should believe everything of, you know, a news outlet writes. Of course not. We're saying that journalism, when done correctly... Should not be should not be just thrown into the trash and assumed fake. Right. Uh, you if the truth is there, if the proof is there that they did their job correctly, then yeah, uh, we should honor and respect our media uh, more so than these people are. All right, let's move on. Uh, Metallica, the band. Ah, uh, Metallica, the good band. They make every show personal, and here's why. 
Well, they're known for varying their set lists each night, making for a unique experience each time you see them. They choose their set list based on the streaming data from local Spotify users in the area. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They look to see which are the most popular songs that happen to be in that city. The band also taps into media trends by recording each of its live shows and allows fans to buy them on livemetallica.com after the show. That's Live Metallica. I doubt it. Not <laughs> only that, but Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich analyzes the last decade or so worth of the performances in the area and so he can tweak uh, the lineup and change six to eight songs in that set list so it's not a repeat. Yeah. So if you have diehard fans who went like six years ago to a Metallica show, they'll have a fresh experience. Yeah, uh, this is good. I hope more, more cool, cool bands do it. Because yeah, Metallica... Said, though, really, I feel like not that many bands that are, besides Metallica, Metallica can really do something. Well, also not many bands like Metallica are still out there touring without right. putting out a new album Regularly like on this. a regular basis. I believe Metallica did actually put out a new album. Oh, no, they did. But when you go... I mean, but then you go on tour to promote right. said album, and so you play albums or songs from said album. They just never stop. Oh, no, they don't stop. Yeah, they don't yeah. stop. Who else doesn't stop? These winner, uh, these uh, shortlists for the Mercury Prize. Do you know what the Mercury Prize is? Well, the Mercury Prize is an annual music prize and awarded for the best album released in the UK by a British or Irish act. So this year's shortlist includes the Arctic Monkeys, uh, Everything Everything, uh, Florence and the Machine, Everything is Recorded, Sons of Kemet, King Cruel, Wolf Alice, and more. Judges range from BBC radio personality Jamie Cullum, pop artist Ella Iyer, Times critic Will Hodgkinson, DJ Mr. Jam, Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons, of Mumford and Sons <laughs> Radio X head of music Mike Walsh, and many more. Yes. Who's many more? Many more. I've never heard of her. <laughs> the winner. Sorry. The winner will be announced at a ceremony on September twentieth at London's Eventum Apollo. Yeah. So, uh, British doing British stuff. Yeah. Good I job. Mean, this happens every year, but that's a pretty good uh, short list of the short list right there. Yeah. I um, think um, everything everything is the current front runner to win it. Okay. But based off their album, everything everything. I think that was the odds. I think uh, next up was Florence and the Machine. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, that wraps up music news. But before we end music, you. Listen to a new album. Yes, we listened to a new album. Well, yes, we I, well, I listened to the full album. Yeah, I gave Matt a little I taste of what I had it was. a taste of it. Uh, so you listened yes. to the new Kenny Chesney record. Yes, uh, new Kenny Chesney songs for a songs saint. for a saint. Oh whoa 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 oh whoa whoa whoa. Uh huh. Because yeah, that's what that's the song goes. That's how it goes. All right, uh, how's Kenny Chesney doing? In Kenny Chesney, Year of Our Lord, twenty eighteen. Kenny Chesney sounds like a Kenny Chesney album from way back when. You don't say. Which is uh, both really cool and kind of underwhelming. Underwhelming at the same <laughs> yeah. point because it's like, well, he hasn't grown, but at the same time, does he need to? Because he has a very unique sound and. Just straight off the bat, I like this album. It's a great album. Uh, I listened to this cover to cover already three times already. Um, there's not a bad song on this. How, but at the same time, while listening to this, I couldn't myself picture Kenny Rogers in a Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Kenny Rogers. Kenny Loggins. I mean, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Whoever the hell this is, Kenny, Kenny Chesney. 
Okay. Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney, <laughs> like, in a studio, writing these songs and performing them. I just couldn't put my mind to that set. It's like, because every song of this feels like he's just, like, chilling, relaxing. Yeah. Making it feel so effortlessly. Yeah. And part of me hates him for it. <laughs> for making it seem like, like, you're just playing a guitar, just making up words. I definitely had a thought in the car. <laughs> I was thinking, like, man, I could do this. Yeah. I could do what Kenny Chesney does. But no. Why don't I do what Kenny Chesney does? It's, it's Why am like, I not rich like Kenny Chesney? It's like you're playing like three chords and saying the same like ten words. Yeah. I could just but do no. this. But no. Like <laughs> that's what makes him so good is that he makes it look and feel so effortlessly. But it's all very catchy. You're all you're always like bobbing on your head. This is a like a day album. Whereas uh, Casey Musgraves was a and Sunday I, yeah, drive. Yeah. Album like a, just like a drive album. This is like a we're at the beach. We're putting this on. We're spending the whole day at the beach. Album, I, I which makes sense because I feel my dad used to have a joke about Kenny Chesney is that he's either in super serious depressing mode or he's in party at the beach mode. Well, this isn't like super like loud party at the beach mode. Uh-huh. This is more we're gonna relax at the beach. Yeah. I mean. Here's here's exactly how much he wants to relax on the beach. There is a song that involves Jimmy Buffett. I was getting there. <laughs> yeah. But that's yes. the level of beach relaxation we were talking yes. about. So I put the song on with the doctor in the car. Yeah. And we're really doing it and it starts out with Kenny Chesney's uh, verse and she's yeah. like, hmm, this sounds like it'd be a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> and then literally without skipping a beat. Jimmy Buffett comes on the album, and she's like, oh, this is Jimmy Buffett. Oh, this is that song that they did together. He tends to do that. (laughs) Just appear on these songs. Just appears. But yeah, Jimmy Buffett has a song on this album, um, uh, Eye of the Hurricane or something. Kind of like that. But it's a great song. I like it. I hope that gets radio play. I feel like a lot of these songs on this will become singles, and he'll easily work these into his set. Um, there's a song featuring uh, Ziggy Marley on it too, which is a nice one. Uh, it's a song about love. Who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, what do you uh, Figured Ziggy Marley. Uh, he he rounds out his pirate collection with pirate song <laughs> <laughs> to go along with pirate flag and, and yeah. other songs. All those other pirates. <laughs> All those other pirate songs. Uh, he does mention Mexico, so drink for that. He does mention White Sandy Beats, so drink for that. <laughs> but overall, I enjoyed this album. Um, this is a good album from Kenny Chesney. Uh, I wish I had this album in the beginning of summer. Yeah, but I feel like now is the time where you would really use it. Because it's like... When, this, this, like I said, we're in the dog days now, which yeah. means like Longer these days. are the long ones where people are kind of tired and we just need to relax. Yeah, it's no longer we're out partying. It's, right, the parties are over. Right now, it's time to just chill. Yeah. Uh, so, but like maybe right after Fourth of July, give it a couple three weeks, not not end of July, but it's a great album. Yeah. It's. It's Kenny Chesney. He makes it so effortlessly. You just listen to it like, yeah. yeah. I agree with you, Kenny. Yes. <laughs> You're right, Kenny. You're right. You're right, Kenny. Um, it, it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, and I enjoy it. All right. I enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, definitely give it a listen, especially if you're into uh, country music. This is an album. This is an album. This isn't like... 
Right. Like, first three songs, and then you can ignore it. No, this is an album. Uh, so, uh, Casey Buskins, you got some running for your money here for <laughs> album of the year. Uh, I doubt it. Anyway. Hey, <laughs> not, not for us, but for, oh, for country for like, music yeah, awards. Sure, maybe. Uh, they won't They won't nominate her. Oh. Her, pe- her people aren't behind her. <laughs> it's everyone else. Thanks, thanks, Casey. Casey doesn't have a chance in actual country music. Yeah. No radio, no country, country radio still won't play her. Yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah, she's she's been on Twitter basically bragging whenever a pop station plays High Horse because she can't get country radio to play High Horse. Right. Oh, uh, they'll, they'll play Butterflies. They play Butterflies, but they won't play High Horse. Yeah. So yeah, she's been pushing for because High Horse station. is a disco song. Yeah, it's a kind of yeah, it's kind of a pop song. Yeah. All right, let's move on uh, to the. Uh, you listen to anything? No. Video nope. games. All right, video games. Video games. This weekend, we got some video games coming out, guys. First up, Titan Quest comes to Switch. Anna Morphine for PlayStation 4. Chasm for PlayStation 4. 1979, Revolution, colon, Black Friday. Comes out on Switch and PlayStation 4. That was fun. State of Anarchy, colon, Master of Mayhem for Switch and PlayStation 4. Road to Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing for, for Switch and uh, PlayStation 4. But this game, this week's game pick of the week, WarioWare Gold for 3DS, which is a collection of WarioWare games for the 3DS. I am going to buy this. Because really? I love WarioWare. You love WarioWare. I love WarioWare. How much do you love Warrior? So, so, so much. So much that like you're break out your 3DS and going to touch it a while? It's right there. It's been there for a while. It's just <laughs> Yeah, we haven't touched charged. it. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to charge up my 3DS for this. I really want to play some WarioWare. Okay. I actually want to look up exactly what day it comes out because I want to buy it. All right, you do that. WarioWare. Uh, so yeah, moving out of new releases into video game news. First up. Quantic Dream. Talk about Quantic Dream. Those are the people who brought us Detroit Become Human, uh, which we reported on earlier this year. Yes, uh, as it was an underwhelming game. Yep, developer of Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human has lost an employment court case against a staff member who quit due to offensive photoshopped images of employees that were circulating at the studio. The reports accused Quantic Dream leaders David Cage and Guillaume du Fondemir of inappropriate behavior, overworking staff, and colluding in a schoolboy culture involving sexist and racist jokes. Some of the Photoshop work includes staff members as Nazi soldiers and nude porn stars. The staff member's decision to quit will be treated as unfair dismissal. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, 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 the company is taking a blow, and rightfully so. Uh, this person's uh, stuff ended up being true in the court of law, and yeah, um, that's it, bad news for for them. But hey, serves them right. It, it sounds like it started off as jokes that went too far. Oh yeah, but clearly. this is clearly an HR problem that didn't do its job. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an HR department that's not doing its job. Also, it's a company culture that seems to be pretty rotten up to the top. Yeah. If you're implicating the CEO of your company in this kind of stuff, and also not only the CEO of your company, but your public face for the company. Right. The person well, identified with Quantic Dream. It's them looking at this and saying, well, I see nothing wrong with this. It's just us having fun. And be, this being basically like, nah, man. Nah. Nah, nah. Check this out. This right. is bad. You guys are going to lose a lot of public 
uh, public face. Yeah, it, like it's not a good look if you're trying, especially trying to still sell your video game that came out this year. Yeah. Yeah, bad yeah. news. But they deserve it. They need to improve the company uh, policies for that kind of thing. So. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So even though the this person left, yeah, initially left, meaning they wouldn't get any of their benefits. Because they sued him and yes. basically won under a wrongful termination suit, right? They can then gain all those stuff that they lost. So that's great for the the employee. Yes, so. they're not going back there. Let's say that's certain. No, but uh, <laughs> basically their their termination will not be treated as a forceful termination. Yeah. Instead of them just walking away. So yeah, cool. All right, uh, let's move on to a little different kind of story. Championship series of Rocket League. So, do you like Rocket League? I, I used to. Do you like I money? Cool. I think it's alright. Rocket League, uh, the championship series for season six has decided to up the ante. Oh, God, this thing's been around for six, well, not no, six, six years. Season, six not seasons. Six years. <laughs> it will feature the biggest prize pool ever for Rocket League $1 million plus an additional $100,000 for the rival series. You, yes, you, can register for the qualifiers in either North America or Europe. And the surviving top 128 teams will participate in the Rival Series. Anybody can sign up through August 6th, with qualifiers beginning August 11th through August 26th, with league play beginning on September 14th. So look forward to some Rocket League action, probably on, like, Disney XD. <laughs> probably. Or Twitch. <laughs> or Twitch. They'll stream it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I've seen some Rocket League clips, and they're pretty amazing, okay. the stuff that they can do. Moving on to another game that we're sure to see some tournament action happening at the end of this year. Oh, yeah. Well, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will be getting a special controller just for it. PDP, uh, peripheral company PDP, uh, will be getting a game, will be creating a GameCube-styled Super Smash Brothers controller for the Switch. While this feels expected, of course, what makes this news is that there's some customization going on here. It comes in three different designs. You can choose between a yellow Pikachu, a blue Link. That's the name, right? Link is green. Yeah, it's blue. <laughs> and uh, a blue controller. And a, or a red Mario controller. Plus, the controller C stick is swappable. So what this means is that the second stick on the controller, you can either have the um, Pro Controller esque. Uh, normal stick, kind of like with the other analog stick, mm -hmm. or you can interchange it with a one that feels like the GameCube C stick. This is for people who want an accurate to GameCube experience with their controller. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a great idea, I think. Yep. Uh, uh, people will definitely buy it, seeing as they still use those GameCube oh, yeah. controllers. So this is a, a wired controller. It will be wired for the 10-foot USB cable. And should be available before the release of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is December 7th. Does the Switch have a USB uh, input? Yes, it has two USB ports on the side. Okay. Yes, uh, it's made for stuff like for controllers and stuff like that. Alright, I thought it was just the one uh, at the very end uh, for, for the HDMI and no. the USB-C to charge it. It's got a couple of USB charge uh, uh, ports in there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is also interesting because it's kind of a workaround for people who can't get a, one of those very rare um, GameCube controller adapters that they originally sold for the uh, Wii U that Nintendo confirmed would be compatible with the Switch. Ooh. Those are really hard to find. Really? Uh, people who bought them back when uh, um, the Wii U game came out 
were, they were easily found back then. But since then, they've become a hot commodity. Hmm. So this is smart for PvP to give uh, fans another option in case they can't use their existing GameCube controllers. Okay, moving on to our... I mean, would you pick one up? Uh, I might. I Maybe. might, depending on uh, uh, whether people will actually like them. Um, yeah. I'm always weird, uh, worried about... Um, controllers designed by not the console manufacturer. Yeah. Um, I haven't purchased a uh, third-party controller uh, myself ever because of that. Uh, but if this is um, good enough, it seems like it's really cool and I like the swapping sticks, so I might pick it up. Alright, All right, uh, our last story in video games has to do with our favorite Spyro re-release that we were talking about. So this is the Spyro reignited trilogy that's not released quite yet yes the reignited uh, trilogy which is going to be it was announced as a collection of spyros one two and three for the playstation one remastered for uh modern uh, consoles well hold up on that pre-order because we have something to specify regarding the physical version of the game so, the physical disc will only contain the first Spyro game. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. You would have to download Spyro 2 and Spyro 3 from the internet as a patch after the game is in your console. It's unclear why all three aren't on the disc and if they will be accessible via patch or download codes. I'm assuming there are. Activision stated that downloading an update after purchase is quite common, although the language on the packaging on the web lets players know the requirements to download Spyro 2 and Spyro 3 to play those games. This is not news, really. Other games have done similar things to this. Maybe this is just uh, kind of like a warning for people who aren't always online with their consoles and that yeah. want to play all the Spyro games. You won't be able to. But for most people um, in the modern uh, console generation, you usually have an online collect connection. You're downloading patches and updates to games all the time. This is nothing special. Different, different from that. This doesn't say patch. Yeah, but it's a sim. This doesn't say it though. Yeah, it doesn't. It just to. says you need an internet connection to play right. games two and three. Yeah, then that's probably what they mean. I mean, it shouldn't. You figure you're gonna buy the game physically. You should get the game. But again, three. It's also 2018, and we know the games don't work like that anymore. Yes. In fact, most most games nowadays are don't even have data printed on the disc. It's basically a verification that spins to let them know, oh, yeah, you own this game, and then it downloads the entire game from the internet. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Which sucks. Yeah, it's, it's not great, but it also prohibits like stuff like load times. I know. And if, say, if Final you have Fantasy issues with this. reading discs on your console, maybe if that's possibly a problem. Yeah, Final Fantasy recently did this. But yeah, yeah, you can avoid this by buying uh, it from the store directly, getting it downloaded. But if you do happen to buy the physical copy, just have that caveat that you do need a online connection. Which, if you're watching us and listening to us, you, you clearly have it somehow. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's the last story from video games, which means that is it for the Media Boat Podcast. Do you we have haven't been playing anything. Uh, so. <laughs> I, no, I haven't played Borderlands. Yeah. I'm playing, so I, I have been playing Madden uh, 2018 to get prepared. And surprisingly, they've been keeping that thing updated. Yeah, they do. Uh, they've been doing a lot of tournaments throughout the year. Uh, 
or not tournaments, but for the uh, Madden Ultimate Team, different yeah. uh, device incentives to keep events people in back. Stuff. Different events. There was an Easter event. There was a, a summer event. There was a winter event. There, there's. I've been. I'm generally surprised at how much content it's been continuously updated with. That I'm kind of impressed with it. And I'm really excited for them to start talking about Madden 19. Um, yeah. Well, I want to know what they end up doing with the story mode, whether it's a continuation of last year's um, story or not, because that's what they were doing with FIFA. I would assume that that's what they're doing with Madden, but they haven't said anything, which is weird because it's August. This is Madden. Right. Madden is coming, like, Madden proper is coming out yeah. two weeks, I think. So we should know very soon. Right. And I enjoyed that story, yeah. that story mode. So I'm really curious on whether they take you through the pros in that story now. Right. Like, if he, like, starts being on a pro team. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but that now that wraps it up for video games. That wraps up for the Meaty Boat Podcast. So let's plug away. Let's plug away. So if you liked what you heard, you can catch us live every Wednesday night on Media Boat Podcast. Or, oh, no, sorry, YouTube on uh, Just Search Media Boat Podcast, you'll find our YouTube channel. We were having technical difficulties tonight, so we were kind of going in and out on our live stream. Hopefully we'll iron those things out by next week, and we'll be back live at 8 p.m. Pacific time, as usual, on YouTube. If you want to subscribe, and uh, just click that little bell, and you'll get notifications whenever we go live. Leave a comment. Tell us how you thought, what you thought about our show. We always appreciate feedback. Um, if you want to hear the audio version of our show, you can find us on Apple Podcasts or um, any podcast grabber that uses RSS feeds. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. You can also find our written work on MediaBoatPodcast.com. You have all our thoughts of early, movies from earlier in 2018, all our thoughts for movies from 2017. You have posts going up every week about this podcast that you're listening to. If you want to see older episodes, that's the best way. If you want to uh, help us out and make our website and other content even better, you can go to patreon.com slash mediaboat. There you can donate money to us to help us out. You can donate as little as a dollar a month, so don't worry about offering too much, although we do also welcome more than that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, even that little bit helps us make content even better and we'll start making content exclusive for patrons once we have some. So join the family and get special stuff catered to you. Uh, you can also catch us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook. Just search MediaBoatPodcast and you'll find our page. And, uh, yeah, we're... Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Dude, that's I everything. thought there was more, but I think that's it. No, just... Uh Give some likes, give some comments, rate us on iTunes. Oh, Twitch.tv. Uh, Twitch every once in a while we'll play a video game. Not lately, but every once in a while we will. Now that's Twitch.tv slash MediaVote. But that will be it. Yep. Alright, and I think that wraps us up for everything. Thank you all that's for right, tuning so in. We'll be back next week for another issue. Issue. Another episode right. of the MediaVote Podcast. We're a magazine now. Bye. Okay, bye. bye.